everyone, welcome to uh, the first episode of 2021 uh, of Unsure Getcher. It's been a long time since we've been on here, but we're here now. And today we have a couple really special guests uh, in our virtual room. We have Tim Mack and Nike Jackson of uh, AP and H, uh, and it's great to have you both on. Hello, hello. Hey guys. Hey. So yeah, we really wanted to have Tim and Nike on for our first episode of this year because we wanted uh, to spotlight a project that they both have been really hands-on with uh, dating a few years back, that being Connecticut Gay Black Pride. um, And really was wanting to know like kind of how it came about why it came about, why you two felt like it was important to put on and, um, you know, kind of, you know, it launched in 2019. So kind of how it came to be in 2019 and kind of where, where it's gone and where we are today with it. Um, but yeah, if, you know, I think a lot of people have heard both your names. I know Tim was been on the podcast, I think the first episode of this podcast. So it's been a while since Tim's been here, but um, if you both want to just like intro yourselves and uh, whatever you want to share with everyone listening uh, about who you are and yeah, just give us a little bit of info about who you are. All right, I'll go first. Can you hear me? We can hear you, yes. <laughs> All right, so again, my name is Tim. Um, I am a medical case manager here at 18 and 8. Um, I used to be in the OTL department. Well, no, I, I still am in the OTL department um, here at 18 and 8. And um, my pronouns, I guess, I, I really don't have or use pronouns, but you know, he, him, they, whatever works is fine. Hey, Tim, thanks. T-I-M. T-I-M. I am. Um, so my name is Nike Jackson and I work at APNH and I'm the Ryan White Part A Intensive Case Manager. And I work with those who are most uh, disenfranchised when it comes to their HIV status, typically people of color, um, men who have sex with men, black women and trans persons. Um, And I work with Tim on Connecticut Gay Black Pride. Yeah. So tell us about it. Like how, yeah, how did you two like, you know, for people who, you know, in pre-COVID times, you two are very close. You know, we love to see the, we love to see it, but like, how did you two, you know, who came to who, how did we get this thing going? Um, bring us back, you know, was, are we in 2019, 2018? Bring, paint the picture for everyone listening right now. Okay, so it was 2018. I would say it's definitely 2018 because we only had a couple like we talked about it but then we planned everything in like a three-month span including going to a training so Uh, that was a lot um i i think one of the the biggest reasons why connecticut gay black pride is so important let me first say this when i say connecticut gay black pride i want people to understand that you know the word gay to me is all encompassing. Um, you know, I, I know people are always trying to figure out the LGBTQIA plus, you know, plus. So I just use gay as all encompassing. I mean, if you guys don't like it, fight me about it, whatever. <laughs> um, 
So I think when we got together, one of our main focus was how do we reach, you know, the black gay community, especially MSM or men who sleep with men, um, and figuring out HIV, getting that, you know, information out there, educating, getting them tested. Um, our community lacks that education part about HIV. So researching or doing some research researching, I real I found out that the first, you know, gay black pride was because of that, you know, during the pandemic in 1991, the HIV AIDS pandemic, um, we needed to get that information out to our community so that we can be better prepared. And that was one of the main reasons why Connecticut or or just gay black pride have been started. Um, and I think for us, I wanted to follow suit and thinking that if we have this event, this pride event that focuses on, you know, the black and brown or people of color community, um, we can definitely get that information out to them. Mm -hmm. Nike? Um, so I agree with everything Tim said, but also it wasn't, it's, it's for information purposes, but it's also a space for black, brown people of color to come together and just kind of be themselves, not feel like they're judged. Um, a lot of other pride events, you typically see just white gay men um, and a lot of organizations that say they work towards helping black and brown people, but don't necessarily have the staff that reflect it, don't necessarily have, you know, the clientele that is reflected to show them this is a place like for me, for where I can feel comfortable, for where I can be myself, where if I say something that it's not gonna be looked at a certain way. Um, and you just get to kind of be free to do your own thing, which is why we incorporated singing and poetry and we had a DJ there and we made sure that we looked at, you know, black restaurants, you know, for people to come out and sit there and show that it's all about this group of people, but in more than one way, more than just telling them, you know, and teaching them about HIV and PrEP and getting tested and the services that are offered. We also included other businesses, whether it was jewelry, we had a boxing company there. Um, so we had a lot of different things to show people to say, okay, we're going to include all of it. Yes, it's a good time. Yes, we're going to educate you at the same time. But also you can come here, you can be yourself, it's in your neighborhood. You know, we didn't do it in, you know, a neighborhood that they're unfamiliar with that they don't come out of, um, or that they don't come into It was right in their neighborhood, right at Golf Street Park. It's central to everything, and it was a really good event. Yes, definitely. Um, and just to you know, piggyback off of what Nike was saying, um, when you think of Pride events, there's usually like a theme or something that's really focused on. And you know, most Pride events focus on marriage equality, or you know, just for an example, something like that. But that's not really what the you know people of color deal with. You know, we deal with racism, we, we deal with homophobia, we deal with, you know, mental health, 
you know, and, and that's kind of one of the main reasons why, you know, Connecticut Black Pride has, you know, come, you know, about because we want to try to focus on those issues that affect us. Um, you know, and it's not about separation or segregation or any of that. We just want to focus on some of the issues that affect us, that we don't talk about, that we're afraid to talk about, that, you know, that have been stigmatized, and we want to try to break down those barriers. I, I think you guys really hit it, you know, kind of hit the, the purpose of it. Um, and I, I for, you know, I forgot you two had went to that conference, um, you know, Again, oh, right. pre-COVID time is is kind of a blur, but um, definitely pre-COVID, Kansas yeah. City. What what were what were kind of the big takeaways? I know um, you both had learned a lot. I remember being in the office, and you both coming back and saying like, you know, what uh, all the stuff you took back from it. But what are some? If you can reflect back on that, what were some of those big takeaways that kind of helped you um, in the planning process of the 2019 inaugural um, uh, Gay Black Pride? I think for me, um, seeing all these groups of people from different places, especially places in the South, which is very different and much less accepting, you know, the Bible Belt and all of that. Um, I think the biggest thing was just like, somebody has to start it. You got to start, you know, year one. Um, some people were only in year two. Some people were in year 25 you know, everybody was kind of at this different stage, but everyone still had the same purpose. Everyone still talked about what worked for them, what didn't work for them. Um, but definitely just making sure we started was, was the biggest thing because unless someone started, it wasn't gonna happen. Right, right. My main takeaway was this, the support that we received, you know, from all the different, you know, cities that showed up, all the different people that showed up, it was, it was really good. Like, I, I think at that time I needed that, you know, that support and to know that what I'm doing or what we're doing is right, is justified and that I don't have to, you know, bend to anyone's will or, or, or do something a specific way. Um, I mean, and comparing it to other pride events, you know, things are, you know, different, you know, it's different for us, it's different for them. And a big part of it was me trying to compare it to other events and realizing that I don't have to and that we can do it the way that suits us. So. Well, thanks, Nick and Tim for sharing that. Um, one of the questions I had is what's next? Like what's next for <laughs> you guys? Like what, are you like, what are you looking for? What's planned? We want to plan everything. We want to plan, stop. <laughs> we want to plan a drag ball. We want to plan a brunch. Um, we want to plan a Juneteenth event because we want to continue to collaborate and do it in June around Juneteenth holiday. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's a poetry slam, you know, doing the actual pride event, going from park to park. I think there's just a lot of ideas and a lot of ways to make it bigger and better each year. Oh yeah, we wanna, I, I know something we recently talked about is reaching out to other cities and areas because, you know, we are called Connecticut Black Pride and we want, you know, Connecticut to be involved. And I know starting, you know, small and having ATMH 
being the main focus, which is perfect for me. Um, but we want to make sure that we include everyone. Like I think a big thing that we talked about when planning this was inclusivity. And I think, um, you know, that's one of our key focuses that we make sure that everyone know who we are, what we are, you know, when we're going to do it and how we're going to do it. So. Love that. Um, so the first one was in 2019 in September. Right. And I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around that time. Um, and then, you know, big success. Uh, my, it was super windy that day. So that was literally the only downfall. Um, the but tent it didn't, blew over. The tent yeah. kept blowing over. Yeah, things were flying. But, um, you know, can you both like reflect back on that day and kind of like what was like, what was like a, a big takeaway for both of you? Like, you, this is kind of like your baby. So like, this is kind of like your, you bring your baby to to show it off for the first time for everyone and um yeah do you have like any like reflection on like how you felt that day like what what was going through your minds um I mean it's funny that you say like you know that's your baby or whatever that you like show your baby off like I brought my daughter and she was what was she at the time four or five I guess and you know it wasn't just adults there there were children there there were families there there were people there supporting their friends um the community kind of came in to see what everything was about and there was there was no slander there was no bad times there was no fighting I think there's always like a big stigma around you know if you get a bunch of black people together there might be a problem but I I think we had a good hundred people there in the park that day and Everybody had a good time. Everybody ate. Everybody got information. Um, so I think you know, just that it was it was done that well, and especially in such a short period of time, we were able to fundraise and get a lot of things covered. Um, we had the ice cream truck there, which was like the big thing for everybody. Um, sorry, my phone is going off, and you know, it was it was a really good time outside of the wind. <laughs> um, for me you know it was kind of a blur um, I think I was really nervous going in into it and I was you know there was a lot of doubt like oh people aren't going to show up or you know some of our vendors might cancel or the food won't be good you know there was a lot of doubts in my head and I think once completing it and looking back it, it was a really good turnout a lot of people showed up you know, it was a very diverse population, um, food, the booths, the music, um, the performances, the kids, you know, it was, it was a lot and it, it all came together, like, and, you know, and we worked really hard to get it done, so I'm very proud and looking back at the pictures um, that we have that is on our Facebook page, Connecticut Black Day Pride, um, it was just, you know, Every time I look at it, my I light up. So it, you're smiling right now. I can see the. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> something we did. You know, we did it, and and going forward, hopefully, it it'll keep growing. And I know that you know working with AT and A would really, you know, it, it it's just gonna get bigger from there. So. 
And I know you have both mentioned, you know, reflecting back on 2020, your the plan was for it to be, uh, you had a schedule for Juneteenth. Um, can you just explain okay. a little bit the importance of why that, like why you wanted to hold it on that day? And um, yeah, just for people listening who might not be super familiar with it. Go ahead, Mikey. Okay. Um, <laughs> so Juneteenth is a holiday celebrated by, you know, Black African-Americans, and it started in, I want to say 1865. I'm, I'm probably going to butcher the year. It's okay. Google um, it really quick. We'll give you a second to Google. Right. I'm like, I need to find out what the original year is. Um, That's why I passed it off to me. Yes, so I was right. <laughs> yes. So it started back in 1865 when, you know, that was kind of the, the era of you know, slavery being abolished and different things happening for the community. Um, and it was just a big celebration specifically for Black people. You know, everybody talks about July 4th, 1776, but, you know, that's Black people were still enslaved. There were still a lot of issues. Um, there's obviously still a lot of issues today that still are happening, but that was, that was Black people's Independence Day. And, you know, people come together, they eat, you know, they sing, they celebrate, they share stories that are from their ancestors, stories that are passed down to them. So we wanted to do it in a way that incorporated Connecticut and especially the New Haven area since APNH is a New Haven. Um, and, you know, we wanted to get people from the community to talk about what their experiences were like in New Haven especially people who grew up in say the 50s and 60s, maybe people who were HIV, you know, who are HIV positive and have been since the late 80s, early 80s, early 90s. Um, and that was really exciting. I mean, we planned a lot for that day. Um, oh, unfortunately, wow. it didn't happen, but just knowing that that's something that we can plan, um, to make happen was was definitely a big thing and it's just a lot of spoken word a lot of sherry uh story sharing um just food and celebrating so it, it is especially focusing on the fact that this is connecticut a black pride and focus on black community communities of color and what our situations are it's it, it was a nice celebration that we had planned and that hopefully 2021 we can get done too. Yeah, speaking of that, and I, you know, we haven't had any advertisement done yet, but um, we just finished our meeting with the city of New Haven, and, and there was everyone there. There was people from permits and the police, and, you know, there, it was just a lot of people at this meeting, and, you know, going forward, obviously, we're still in a COVID-19, you know, space, I, I think it's 2.1 or something. Um, but we did get approved to have our event this year at Golf Street Park. Um, the date that it's slated for is June 19th. So, you know, that's really big for us because it's Juneteenth plus this Game Live Pride. Um, and I don't know, like that, it just makes it more exciting to see what we can literally put together that encompass, you know, 
you know, you know, connected with Gay Black Pride and Juneteenth and how we're going to, you know, mix that celebration together. So for all you out there listening, is the date June 19th. 2021. 2021. Well, fingers crossed. And, you know, I know, you know, yeah. <laughs> I, I know you, you, you know, sometimes we're looking at hopefully that everything is back, not back to normal, but relatively back to normal, um, where we're allowed to have, you know, a big gathering. I'm, you know, I'm hoping June. I'm you know, almost summer, you know, I think we might be in a different phase. There's the vaccines that are out. So hopefully we'll be in a different phase and we'll be allowed to do it. But if it doesn't work out in that sense, we'll definitely be planning something virtual so that we can, you know, definitely continue having our presence out there so that when we are allowed to have something, you know, outside and bigger, you know, we'll have everything in place. That sounds great. And, you know, for people listening, you know, and want to learn more and see, you know, what it was like in 2019 and, and all that stuff, they can find you uh, on Facebook, right? Yeah. So we're on Facebook. It's the Connecticut or CC Black Gay Pride page. And there, I believe there's also a link on our ACNH, you know, .org page. So if you go down on the page, you'll probably see a link that'll link you right to all the information that we've, we're doing. If you would like to, you know, donate, you know, you're more than welcome to, you know, donate at the 18H page, you know, in the comment section, make sure you put Connecticut Gay Black Pride. Um, and if you have any questions, you know, are more than welcome to reach out to myself, Nike, um, anyone in the OTL department, I believe, you know, they will have some information as well pertaining to this. So. And we can definitely include the, the link for the, uh, the Facebook page and both of your contacts in the description for this episode. So people who are listening and, and want to learn more and get more involved and, and just hear a little bit more about it, maybe can, can give you to a, a buzz. Um, is there anything add the donation link and people can write in the <laughs> subject ct gay black pride um we did get a lot of great sponsorships so shout out to gilead community foundation new haven yale uh jansen all of those organizations that definitely supported us yeah. um td bank we got a, a lot of good um donations and sponsorships given to us but every every dollar helps to make it better and so definitely add that in there absolutely is there anything what do you want tim i want a pig rose (laughs) just throwing it out there that was the plan that was the plan i remember you both saying Uh, that for yeah. yeah yes i still want that pig rose i still look up you know, information on how to get this. <laughs> I just looked it up last week, actually. So. Oh. <laughs> like, a, like a pig rope? Yes. Like a giant uh, pig? Like, like a literal uh, whole, like on a, oh like, you know, stick or whatever they oh. call it, and they turn oh. it, and they... I want the oh. on the mouth, I want it to spin, I want the oh. juice to fall down, I want the crispy skin. Ah. <laughs> Want the whole yes. thing. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. 
<laughs> is there anything else Nike Tim that you you want to either shed light on or, or spotlight reinforce um, regarding um, CC Gay Black Pride? I just want to tell people to come out, support in whatever way that is, whether it's your friends, this is not a, um, you know, this is not a, a us versus them thing. This is not cut off to any communities. Come out, support, bring your friends, family, kids, whoever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if anything, you can learn something. Um, you can have a good time. I, you know, we had good music going. Um, you can eat something and you can learn something about the community. And, you know, it, it's all there. So hopefully spread the word. And, you know, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. So I want everyone to be a part of it. And to see that pig roast. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I can see it now. <laughs> Between that and the ice cream truck, yeah. we're good to go. <laughs> Get some cornbread. Yeah. Uh, well, Mikey and Tim, I just want to, th you know, thank you both again for coming on and, and giving some uh, some insight and, and some education for people listening. Um, and, you know, the 2019 event was so fun. It's also... Uh, again, surreal to like think back to an event where everyone was like, you know, before COVID where people are just like enjoying life, not wearing masks. Like <laughs> it, it's just a surreal situation to like look back on. Um, yeah. But people definitely look them up on Facebook. That's where they're staying up to date. You can get the latest information, updates. Um, they're also sharing a lot of great information and articles. Um, so definitely tune into that. And until next time, thanks for listening to another episode of Unsure Get Sure. Bye, guys. Uh, <laughs> bye, guys.